Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? I'm so glad to be back to our Women of Purpose podcast. Here we are Thursday, September the 3rd, and I'm excited that I'm back with a new interviews and the word of God and we continue to just move forward, right? Move forward when it comes to spreading the word of God and growing the kingdom. Amen. So how have you all been doing? You know, um, I hope everybody's been doing well, keeping themselves busy, you know, um, and that you continue to have hope, hope and trust in the Lord that things are going to change. Amen. That this is a season of our lives that You know, God wants us to get closer to Him and to learn more of Him and about Him. Amen. So um, as we continue to uh, be in the season of uh, this pandemic, you know, I call it uh, the demon virus. And when I pray, uh, I heard uh, somebody tell me that they would pray boldly that this virus would dry to the root. Amen. And that is supposed to be our prayer. And um, we're in the season of this pandemic still. Some people are still jobless. Some people are fighting the virus. And some people have lost loved ones to the virus. And unfortunately, in uh, on July 23rd, we lost uh, my dear brother to this demon virus. It was unexpected. And I'm going to try and hold my tears as um, as we have this episode, um, because I am just a very emotional creature, <laughs> amen? And there's nothing wrong with that. God doesn't punish you when you're emotional or when you cry about the loss of someone, okay? So I think there's a misconception when it comes to that. And uh, we serve a good God, a God that wants to love on us and just is telling us, I'm here for you, right? So... Um, the loss of my brother was was pretty sudden, and we were not expecting it. I mean, he was ill, but we really thought he was going to come out of it, right? And that's not what happened. So sometimes the outcome is not what we want. The outcome is the way God wants it. And we just need to trust that he's doing the right thing, amen? And have hope that something uh, amazing is going to come out of it. Amen. And you may ask, what can be so amazing of some, uh, you know, losing a lost one? Well, we don't know what God's going to do, right? We don't know what God's going to do. Remember, his ways are not our ways. The way, you know, his thoughts are not our thoughts. So uh, definitely we have no clue. So today we are going to talk about grief. Okay, we're going to talk about grief and the misconception of grief and what's expected and what's not expected when it comes to that or what people around us think it should or shouldn't be. Amen. So uh, before, let's like always, let's go into prayer and, and, um, and we're going to start with this message. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. This beautiful day, Father God, if we woke up and we have breath in our lungs, we praise you, Lord. We rejoice, Father God. We thank you, Father, because we know that this is the day that you have given us to do something for your kingdom. Amen. So we ask you today, Lord God, what do you want us to do for you? Amen. That is our question Father God. So we just give you glory and honor. And I ask that you would remove me totally from this message, Father God. Don't allow me to get over emotional over it and allow me to just 
Uh, give the word the way that you gave it to me, Father. And I just give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we're going to start with 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 4, 13 to uh, 18. And it says, and I'm reading from the Passion Version, okay? The Passion Translation, excuse me. So it says, Beloved brothers and sisters, we want you to be quite certain about the truth concerning those who have passed away, so that you won't be overwhelmed with grief like many others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we also believe that God will bring with Jesus those who died while believing in him. This is the word of the Lord. We who are alive in him and remain on earth, when the Lord appears, will by no means have an advantage over those who have already died. For both will rise together, for the Lord himself will appear with a declaration of victory the shout of an archangel and the trumpet blast of God. He will descend from the heavenly realms and command those who are dead in Christ to rise first, then we who are alive will join them, transported together in clouds to have an encounter with the Lord in the air. And we will be forever joined with the Lord. So encourage one another with this this truth with these truths, excuse me. So pray, praise God. What an amazing promise, amen, that we have in our, in, our, in our Lord, that we can continue to trust and have hope, amen. Grief cannot only, or, or, it, does, or it does not come only in the loss of a loved one. Uh, some of us experience the loss of a friendship, the loss of a, love relationship, the loss of a job, and even for those pet lovers, the loss of a pet. There is a process, you know, when it comes to grief, and I think that we have a way of looking at it that has become a misconception of how to get, handle grief. And um, I believe that we're not looking at it the way God would want us to look at it. Grief Yes, it's an emotional response to a loss. Amen. You know, what Paul is saying in this scripture is that he doesn't want us to have the wrong information. Because as believers, we have what others don't. And that is hope. Grief <laughs> brothers and sisters, it it, it will be in it, it's inevitable. It's going to happen when we lose someone, especially when there was a strong relationship between you and the loved one. You know, if, if we go to John eleven thirty six, when they told Jesus that Lazarus was dying and he got there, the word of God says that when he got there, everybody was weeping. Martha said, if only you would have come sooner. It says Jesus saw everyone weeping. And it goes on to say, he wept. And, and, and you know what? You can take, he wept as he wept, even though he had said, I am the eternal life. Okay. And there was still an unbelief. 
I can imagine he could have been sad due to that. But I think Jesus wept because he saw that Mary and Martha were broken due to the loss of their brother. He was as well showing emotion because he loved Lazarus. Amen. When we grieve, I believe that it's okay not to be okay. I, I truly do. Everybody grieves different. There's some like myself that show a lot of emotion. I mean, I shared it for maybe two weeks on my Facebook page. And there's others that just grow numb. They grow numb to it. And they suppress their feelings because they're afraid of what people may say. You're a believer. You shouldn't grieve like that. You should rejoice because now he's in the presence of God. There is no doubt that my brother's in the presence of God. But I will not suppress my feelings. And I don't think that that's what God is calling us to do. As believers, we have them whether we want to or not. There's emotion and there's a time for the grief. Amen. Feelings, yes, are feelings. And that's nothing bad. There's nothing bad about them. Now, growing numb to grief, well, that means that you don't feel anything. So you suppress your feelings to grieve. And when you do that, you can't experience the support from people. You can't experience encouragement from others. You can't experience the love that they want to show you in the time of grief because you grow numb. My brothers and sisters, don't suppress grief and say, oh, I am okay because I have to move on. God is not saying don't move on. In the healing process, God will show you how to move forward. But we live in a culture that says, okay, cry and get over it. You have been crying long enough. But did you know that it takes anywhere from 12 to 24 months to start to heal when you're grieving? My brothers and sisters, grief affects every part of us emotionally psychologically and physically. And I have to say physically because after the loss of my brother, I started uh, getting this itch all over my body. I, I, I would literally go to sleep and wake up with this itch. And it was part of my reaction to grief. You know, I was able to discuss that with my doctor and, and uh, they provided medication, but, and I took it. You know, not for a long period of time, but I took it and, and I would continue to pray that God uh, would help me with this, this physical, um, I guess, response that my body had over the loss of my brother. So I heard a minister preach once and said, God knew that it was going to happen and he allowed it. And that's because he has a plan for it and we need to rest on that. God knows, right? I would say, no, Lord, it wasn't his time. But you see, God knows when we come in and God knows when we go out. His perfect timing. And you might say, but Sister Raquel, how can it be a perfect timing when we lose a loved one? Well, you know what? 
God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. They're higher than that. And he knows. His timing is perfect. The phrase, they're in a better place. Where is your faith? I don't believe it's an issue of faith. And it's okay to go to God and tell him you're hurting because he understands that. Believe me, if there's somebody that understands our hurt, it's him. It has nothing to do with faith. I'm here to tell you, don't allow anybody to tell you where is your faith when you're grieving. Because it's not an issue of faith. Now, let's talk. Yes, grief hurts. And it affects everyone different. Allow the grief in your life and ask God to heal your broken heart. And he will. Because we have a promise that he will never leave us and he will always be there. In my alone times with God, I mourn for my brother and he's right there with me and healing is taking place. My brother has been gone, I want to say a little over a month, a little over a month now. And I don't cry all day, every day, like I was doing. But I still cry every day. In my time alone with my father, I do. Because I miss him. And as I continue to grieve, he sees every tear. And healing is taking place. So when you lose the loss, when you, when you have the loss of a loved one, he sees your tears. And he's healing you in that moment. Take it as a healing process. But we can't grow numb to it. We just can't. Because then we don't allow God to heal our hearts. God has a plan for all of us. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. And we can't stay in a numb stage. And we can't allow ourselves not to do what he has called us to do. Because we all have a calling. It might not be the same for everybody. You don't, you don't necessarily need to be behind a pulpit to have a calling from God. We need to continue to spread the gospel and bring people to Christ. And as we do that, God continues to heal our grief because he might be using us to encourage somebody else that has lost somebody. We're not supposed to go to someone and start crying and, and, and feeling bad for ourselves. How is that going to help them? We need to talk about the healing process and what he's doing for us and the hope that there is in God. Amen. You know, my brother was visiting back in May. And boy, did I have a hard time making him come. You see, he lived four hours away from where I live. And uh, now, I believe that God was orchestrating something beyond what I could fathom. He was so involved in that. And he allowed my sister and I 
to see him, to spend time with him. And it's those are memories that I will cherish forever, which I'm sure my sister will cherish them as well. We have to cherish moments with our loved ones. We have to. We cannot have moments of regrets after the loved one has passed and say, if I, I should have. My mother said, bring me flowers while I'm still alive. Don't bring me flowers after I'm dead. And she was so right. We need to cherish those moments with our loved ones. We need to call them, take time out of our busy day because nobody, and believe me when I say this, nobody is that busy they cannot get their phones and called a loved one. Oh, believe me, I've heard many excuses, many. We need to let them know that we love them, especially if it's an elderly parent. And if we don't have our parents here and we have our siblings, then we need to reach out to them. We need to show them that we love them. If we don't have time to call because some of us have busy schedules, but I still don't believe that we can be that busy not to uh, call someone, a simple text can go a long way, my brother and sisters, a long way. We serve a good God, a God that, that gives us hope to continue even after the loss of a loved one. As we continue to fight this demon virus, this pandemic, this season that we're in, some of us, like I said, have lost friends, loved ones, And some of us have friends and loved ones that are battling this disease, well, this virus. I don't know if there's a difference between disease and virus, but I don't call it a disease, I call it a demon virus. Well, then we need to come together and we need to join forces and we need to pray. We need to believe, you know, there's people that have recovered I know them and and family members say look what God has done we prayed and we fasted well we prayed and we fasted as well but the ultimate outcome was God's and we needed to trust that and to know that he is the author of life right he brought us into this world and He will take us to be with him in the heavenly realms. Amen. So one of the most important things about all this is that we know who our Abba Father is. That we know who God is. That we build a relationship with him. Amen. So I never want to leave an episode without giving you the opportunity to give your life to Christ. Because that is, a, that is one investment 
that you will never regret. Because what you're going to get out of that investment, and hear me when I say this, what you're going to get out of that investment is eternal life. Amen. That even if you pass, even if you go, whether it be from this uh, virus or anything else, your investment of giving your life to Christ, your reward for that is eternal life. So as we come to an end of this episode, and I want to thank everybody for joining me on this first episode. We have some amazing interviews coming our way. Amen. Next Thursday, uh, we have, and we're going to try, we did try last season and we weren't able to come to an interview with Miss Karen Walker Cone. And she's going to come and talk about the amazing things that God has uh, her working on right now. But I love what she told me that part of that testimony is how she uh, just compared, if I, if I may call it like that, or intertwined what she was going through, through the life of Naomi and Ruth. So I'm excited to hear that. And I hope you are too. So do join us next Thursday for that amazing interview. Amen. So before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to come to the feet of, of Christ and just surrender your life. And it's a simple prayer. And just right there where you're at, close your eyes and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your death on the cross, for dying for my sins, for giving your son Jesus to die for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Save me. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So if you said that prayer, like I've said it many times, your name is written in the book of life and there's a celebration in heaven. Best investment you could have done. So again, I want to thank you. May y'all have an amazing, amazing, continue to have an amazing day in Christ. And I love you. And remember, you need to believe it to live it. Love you.